This shiny, translucent roof dome stadium in Nashville is going to have $1.26 billion in public money. Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm your host, Andrew Brandt. We're produced by Brian Neal. My musical producer is my son, Sam Brandt. And of course, we are presented, as always, by DraftKings. Hey, we got a Brandt's Rants today. Yeah, all me. All me. Sorry to disappoint. That's all you got. After a couple weeks of, of really scintillating guests, I had Chris Nowinski after the Tua concussion or concussions with some really important and insightful information about the concussion policies. And then, of course, last week with Don Van Natta, the supreme author of so many enterprise pieces for ESPN, including the one he just wrote about Daniel Snyder and what happens there. And I'll sort of start there on the rants. So we'll do some NFL rants, but also get into some other sports as well. I think it's an interesting time, this vortex we're living in now with the uh, end of baseball, the beginning of basketball and hockey. And of course, we're getting to midstream with the NFL. All right, let's get right to it. As Don Vanetta talked about, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, is under some heat, as we've known for a long time. This toxic workplace that took decades to change the name it was a really insightful look inside him. And as, as was really pointed out, and I want to restate it here, it's a little bit sad. You know, he's a guy without a lot of friends. He identifies completely as being owner of the Washington Commanders. He seems to have a complex about not being treated as well as some other owners. A lot of that came through and the hits keep coming for him. Let's just be clear right now. There's another investigation going on by Mary Jo White at the behest of the league. We had the investigation a year ago by Beth Wilkinson, the attorney in Washington, which never saw the light of day. It was buried in a drawer. It was only an oral report to the league. Now more hits keep coming. The women that are representing all the women that were affected by the toxic workplace Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz, Lisa Banks, of course, being on my podcast last year, they're threatening a suit. So they're going to the NFL and they're referencing the Don Van Natta article, which said Snyder used the investigation names, some of these women, as a tip sheet to do some background, i.e. digging opposition research on them. So again, Lisa Banks is not saying we're filing a lawsuit, but is demanding the NFL release the Wilkinson report, we've had this, release the report. And unless they do, she's going to follow suit and really take this to the league level about Snyder continuing to operate what seems to be without recourse. I think where we're left with on Snyder is this, and I think it's easy to say, get him out, but how? How? And this is what all, again, I talked about my experience growing up in Washington, how things are different. And I have so many friends and family asking me how we get rid of them. How? That's a question I have. I'm a lawyer. I'm an experienced business executive in the NFL, and I don't have a great answer. You're not going to have a vote. There's just too much litigation ahead for that to happen. They're, Roger Goodell is not going to call for a vote. It's just not going to happen. Okay? So that's not going to happen. So how do you get them out? Well, the only way to get them out is to have to Robert Sarver him, okay? The NBA did not take a vote to remove Robert Sarver. And for that matter, they didn't take a vote to remove Donald Sterling. That was 
tied up with dementia and competency hearing and the estranged wife and all of that. But can they sarve her? And that's there's a verb I'm creating here. Can they sarve her Daniel Snyder? In other words, can they have enough owners, including Jerry Jones, who seems to have lost his confidence in Snyder, and others go to him and say, yeah, take the $5 billion, take the $6 billion and run, and have player leaders step up and ask for his removal, as happened with Sarver. It's no coincidence that Sarver took the money and ran, he'll eventually sell, after LeBron and Chris Paul tweeted about it. And sponsors. Now, we heard about FedEx raising a stink about the name years ago, and they're the big sponsor of FedEx Field. But can that happen? Can sponsors bump up and say, hey, we want Snyder out? Can someone like in Sarver's case, the vice chairman of the team, say that, that he's not going to be involved as long as Sarver's involved? Now, again, seems like a very coordinated, very extensive campaign whether implicit or explicit, that got Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, out. Can that happen with Daniel Snyder? It doesn't seem like there's that momentum from all sides. In other words, no player has stepped out there and condemned Daniel Snyder. None. No owner has on the record condemned Snyder. There are a couple of these comments in Don's, Don's article. And we don't have a commissioner or anyone at the league level saying anything that would indicate there be a move to get rid of them. And we don't have the sponsor. We don't have FedEx. We don't have any other sponsors of FedEx Field doing so. So what we're left with is his continuing defiance to any move, his continuing uh, shooting down articles like this ESPN one, like the Washington Post ones, like the Attorney General, like all the things, and his inability to get a stadium because he is turned off through his actions or behavior or whatever it is, public legislatures in Maryland and D.C. and Virginia. So we're left with this very unpopular owner, unpopular with fans, unpopular with media, and evidently unpopular with his own ownership around the league, and, and unpopular with Politicians can't get a stadium built. A team failing on the field, despite giving up resources to get a quarterback this year, despite having a competent coach, a competent president, what are we going to do here? And I think it's important for just come away with this saying, it's not so easy, right? It's just not that easy to remove an owner. So there's my follow-up to what Don and I talked about last week. It's been a very popular podcast. I encourage everyone to listen again, if you or if you haven't, when I had Don Vanetta talking about the question, why is Daniel Snyder still owner of the Washington Commanders? And we talked about that, but a lot of deep stuff about intrigue among owners, why Dan Snyder's the way he is, and yes, I call him Dan. Okay. Staying with the NFL, there's more news today. Today's an owner's meeting. It's kind of a mid-season owner's meeting. Seems a little early, but that's what they're having this year. A couple things coming out of it. Number one, a, a staunch defense of all these roughing the passer penalties. Troy Vincent went on media this weekend. They were sending me uh, notices. Hey, listen to him. I'm like, I'm not listening to pregame. <laughs> you know, I got enough time spent in the NFL watching the games. I don't need to watch pregame. But basically the message was, hey, it's quarterbacks. We have 91 of the 100 top NFL, top TV shows last year. 
because people want to watch quarterbacks. Hey, I get it. I get it. I know what you're doing. The, the, the fact is you lose credence with the public when you see these penalties for just taking down a quarterback as if to put him on a pillow. That's the only problem. And, but they would rather sacrifice getting grilled on Twitter, getting grilled by the media, than the possibility of losing a quarterback. So if you're throwing down Tom Brady a little hard, I guess that's going to be a problem. If you're throwing down, in that case, Derek Carr a little hard, it's going to be a problem. And, okay, I mean, if that's what they want to say, they really bring it all back to TV ratings and how much we want to watch quarterbacks. But I just think the NFL is so big, we'll watch backup quarterbacks. I mean, the ratings for Philly versus Dallas is going to be crazy. Backup quarterback, okay? So – I just don't know how much that is. Obviously, if it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, there's a different level, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. But I don't know if they're correlated. You know, I don't know if a terrible call is correlated to the fact people want to watch quarterbacks. I don't. I mean, it's basically saying we're going to protect the big names. And maybe that's it. It's the Jordan rules applied to top quarterbacks. Other news coming out of the league meetings. Uh this one's on the player side. Demory Smith was quoted in one of these uh, reports basically saying he's looking into collusion. He's looking into collusion on behalf of owners regarding fully guaranteed contracts. This is something I've been saying for a long time. When agents try to get the same precedent as Deshaun Watson, fully guaranteed, and we don't even have to say if it's $230 million or $180 million or $300 million, whatever it is, they're constantly met with the refrain from ownership of outlier. Watson's an outlier, 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 outlier. And you know what? That does sound like collusion. Because when I had Mark Rogers on, the agent for Russell Wilson, he just said the same thing. He said, whenever I bring that up, it's collusion. It's, it's outlier, outlier. Deshaun's an outlier. When I heard other owners talk about it, outlier, outlier, aberration. So it just seems like a coordinated campaign. Now, is it provable collusion? Probably not. You know, you need smoking guns. You may not see that, but you have oral evidence, circumstantial evidence that everyone's on that page. So Demory Smith, I know I've had my issues with deficiencies of the CBA, but he makes a good point here. Whether it's proven, provable collusion, it's going to be tough. But it sure looks punitive towards the Watson contract. And Lamar Jackson, the only one holding his ground, saying, I'm not going to take the red traditional, you know, contract like that. So we'll see where that goes. And finally, on the meetings, well, actually, let's take a break. I want to talk about um, Amazon and Tennessee on the other side. But first, a word from Sling. If you're like me, you love watching live TV, although sometimes it feels like live TV doesn't like us back, right? Fortunately, you can get the TV love for price you love thanks to our friends at Sling TV. Forget about the high prices, those endless contracts. Sling is the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, and entertainment. They have the best live TV content all in one place at lowest price, and now you can follow all the action on one screen, catch every touchdown every Sunday, thanks to NFL Red Zone, available on Sling Blue plus Sports Extra. Sling, it's easy to use. Now you can try it for half off. Easy to set up. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings, all caps. Sign up today. Watch every touchdown live 
every Sunday with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue add-on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price $46, now only $23. That's right. You get the best deal on Red Zone so you can catch all the action, all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And a word from Game Time. I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Football is in full swing, as we know. We're entering week seven now. Great games every weekend, like we saw with the Cowboys and Eagles, and of course we saw with the Bills and Chiefs. Thanks to game time, it's easier never to be there in person. And this week we got some good games coming up as well. Game time is the fastest growing ticketed app, ticketing app that guarantees the lowest price on tickets to all your favorite sports, concerts, and shows. You can see the view from your seat in the app and check out takes less than 30 seconds. You, this is a, a premier app. You got to download it. Download the Game Time app, create an account, redeem code BOS, Business of Sports, all caps BOS. Just $20 off your first purchase. That's BOS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download Game Time, the special app for last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, back to the rants. I want to talk about Tennessee. Hey, Tennessee, I got two. Two items about Tennessee. One is the stadium. Okay, the Tennessee Titans and the public people, public people, the city leaders of Nashville and state of Tennessee were talking about a refurbished stadium. Okay, that's what we were talking about. They were going to renovate Nissan Stadium, give it a facelift, and see what happens. Now that's off. We got a bigger, shinier, gleamier plan. New stadium coming to Tennessee. Absolutely brand new stadium. Dome stadium, not retractable, but translucent roof. It's going to be beautiful. The question is always, who pays? And I'm here to say it. I'll say it right now. The Tennessee Titans, Amy Strunk and her ownership, just made what may be the best deal in the history of the business of sports. Okay, let's back up. Nevada, a few years ago, gives... Uh, uh, Mark Davis and the Raiders ownership, $750 million stadium sub subsidy, Nevada, $750 million. Not to be outdone, New York State gives the Bills, the Pagula family last year, $850 million. That's right, $850 million. $600 from the state of New York, $250 from Erie County. Well, Tennessee says, hold my beer. <laughs> here's the deal. It's a $2.1 billion stadium. And here's where the money's coming from. $840 million will come from private sources, including the Titans ownership. It's not clear how it's split up. There's an NFL loan in there, about $200 million. Now we're down to $640 million. And between that and PSLs is really coming from the Titans ownership. 
So the Titan's ownership, let's say, is going to put forth $640 million. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They're putting forth a lot of money, several hundred million dollars. So $840 million is coming from the Titans, from PCL, PSLs, personal seat licenses, and from the NFL. Then we get to public financing. $500 million is coming from the city of Nashville. It's a one-time payment. The city of Nashville is, approved, is going to approve this as long as it goes by this metro, metro city authority. $500 million. Okay, so right away, we're up to half a billion dollars public financing. Then $760 million is going to come from revenue bonds that are issued, and they're going to be repaid through a 1% hotel tax and sales taxes from the stadium. Okay, so let's review. This shiny, translucent roof dome stadium in Nashville is going to have one26 in public money. Let's say it again, 1.26 billion in public money. Okay, 840 million. This is a $2.1 billion price tag. 840 million from the NFL, their 200 million loan to the Titans, from PSLs and from the Titans ownership. The other 1.26 billion is coming from the public. This is a great deal for the Titans, not a good deal, a great deal. We saw $750 million from the state of Nevada. We saw $850 million from the state of New York. And now, from the city of Nashville and revenue bonds, we are seeing $1.26 billion from the state of Tennessee, from the local legislature, from local ties in Nashville. That is an extraordinary amount. Now, I know it's not going to be just the Titans they're going to try to lure Super Bowl. They're going to get World Cup games. They're going to get maybe Pro Bowl, maybe whatever it may be, soccer game, etc. But the fact is, it's an extraordinary amount of public funding. And here is my line that you've heard so many times. The NFL owners can do the following, which is extraordinary. They can socialize cost, privatize profit. Say it again. Socialize cost privatized profit. That's what's going on here. That's what's going on with the Tennessee Titans. The ownership. Now, I don't think they even leveraged the potential of going to another market. Now, we heard from Kathy Hockwell, the uh, governor of New York, that maybe they, they were afraid of losing the bills to another market. Come on. Did the bills explicitly or implicitly leverage that? Did they leak it? No, I don't know. Maybe. We didn't hear any of that from the Titans. They weren't leaving but they still got this extraordinary deal. Again, it's not final, but it just seems like the best deal in the history of sports. $1.26 billion in public money to build a football stadium for owners who have an asset worth three, four, five billion dollars And again, when they sell this asset for $7, 8000000000 billion, City of Nashville is not getting anything, right? The people of Nashville aren't getting any part of that. So again, my comment here, NFL owners, as much as any owners in sports because of the leverage they have with these assets, they socialize cost, they privatize profit. Okay. Also in Tennessee, I just need to say this. The University of Tennessee upsets Alabama. It's a raucous win. They storm the field. They take the goalposts they, out of Neyland Stadium. They dump them in the Tennessee River. Okay, fine. 
Now the goalposts are cost whatever, $150,000. University of Tennessee Office of Annual Giving puts out a thing like a GoFundMe for the goalposts and it's queued and you can donate, you know, how many, 16 bucks for how many seasons since they beat Alabama or a thousand, whatever to a hundred, one thousand is what their attendance is or whatever these things in. The fact is they're getting it. They're already over 150,000. That's great. It's cute. Smacks me the wrong way a little bit, doesn't it? Doesn't it you? That University of Tennessee with an endowment of a billion dollars. This is the booster group that is paying Nico, I forget his last name, the best high school quarterback in the country. They won the sweepstakes, the bidding war to get him. He's going to make up to $8, billion, $8 million in NIL money while he's at Tennessee. I think it's $2 million a year if he stays. Yeah, they can't afford 150 grand for goalposts. They they want others to pay for their goalposts. This is kind of like what I was just talking about with the Titans. Others are paying for their stadium. And this is on a much smaller level. They dump the goalposts in the river and get the public to pay for them. Well, that's great. Just dump goalposts all the time. Publics are going to pay because they have a, such a strong base, especially for the sake of football and playing a game this weekend needing goalposts. All right. It just smacks me the wrong way. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing to get the goalposts. We're asking the public to fund it, and they do, of course. But come on, Tennessee, buy your own goalposts. Okay. Got to get a word from my one of my favorite sponsors, AG1. I drink it every day, Athletic Greens. Every morning, scoop it into my water, take it down, feel good. You know I'm a healthy eater, but sometimes I don't get my greens. I can just do it with one scoop every morning. Athletic Greens have been taking about 10 years. It's, uh, you know, I don't have to take all the supplements. It's kind of a multivitamin. Helps with clarity, helps with mental clarity as well. It's much better than just, like I said, dumping all these supplements in your body. So I would encourage everyone to, support, to get better sleep, better mental clarity, and of course, your greens all in one dose, one scoop of good. Uh, it tastes really good too, Athletic Greens. And Athletic Greens is going to make it easy for you. It's going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. All you have to do is make your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Sports. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic greens okay couple more rants for you before we go one is basketball starts tonight uh i'm in philadelphia a lot going on here a lot of winning with the eagles and of course the phillies starting the nlcs tonight that's great and also the sixers start tonight i'm a sixers fan i haven't really developed a fanship for any team in baseball since i was a baby and the washington Senators left us and as for football, you know, I still have my affinity for the Packers. Eagles will probably be the second team. But anyway, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of the Sixers because uh, when I moved to the Philly area, I was neighbors with Sam Hinkie, got to know him a little bit. I really appreciated what he did and sort of building the foundation for what they have now. Also a big fan and acquaintance, I wouldn't say a friend, of Daryl Morey and really like his style, like he, what he's doing and sort of thinking outside the box. And I, I love uh, watching them. You know, I think Joel Embiid is uh, the best player in the league. And we'll see what happens. But 
On the business side, it's a $10 billion business right now. And that's strong. $10 billion business. And, you know, with NFL, we don't know exactly. It's been $15 billion. Maybe it's $17 billion. Maybe it's $18 billion. But the NBA, $10 billion business with 400-something players, these salaries in the NBA, you know, you're seeing some of the extensions for the young players. They're all getting $20, 25000000 million a year. We hear about Steph and Damon Lillard making 40 50 a year, maybe 60 a year. You know, I think in a couple of years they'll be making 70 a year, 80 a year. Who knows where this is going? The fact is 2025 is when these deals are up, and they see what the NFL just did with their media contracts getting $110 billion over 11 years, 12 years, whatever it was, basically $10 billion a year, they're going to be trying to go for $8 billion a year with all their TV contracts. Good luck with that. But let's see what happens in a couple of years because sports are obviously the best thing on TV, uh, the most immune and recession-proof. They're live sports. NBA business looks strong right now as we start the season. You know, they they understand the power of superstars. They understand the marketing. They understand the appeal to young people and the urban market. It's just, uh, I always am impressed the way that kids, even my law students, seem to know more about NBA stuff than they do any other sport. Uh, it's just an interesting time as the basketball season kicks off. So these salaries are, are going to go even further nuts. And again make the difference between NBA and NFL seem so stark. As I say all the time, NFL players are at the children's table when it comes to contracts compared to the NBA. And I know people tell me all the time, which again, I don't like this argument. I'm going to point it out again. Well, there's so many more players in the NFL and they play so many fewer games. Here's the thing. Playing fewer games. Wait a minute. It's the same length of the season. And here's the thing. It is, okay, let's just say it this way. When people say NBA, play, NBA players should make more because there are less of them, here's the alternative argument that should shut up everyone about that argument. The NBA has less revenue, okay? The sport that plays five times as many games as the NFL, five times as many, has less revenue. Let's go to baseball. Ten times as many. They play 10 times as many games, less revenue. So when, again, I've taken up for football players, again, when they don't make what these other leagues make, pointing out that these other leagues have less players is fine if those leagues had equal or more revenue. They have less. They have far less. So let's just see where this goes. Anyway. Let's, uh, let's revisit the NBA as we get into the season. It's going to be an interesting time. And speaking of the new media contracts for the NBA, my last rant is about Amazon. As I came on with you today on Tuesday, October 18th, news announced that next year, not this year, in 13 months from now, almost exactly, we will have a Black Friday NFL game on Amazon. I mentioned also with the NBA because the NBA is certainly going to be soliciting and trying to bring in Amazon to their TV package when they do their next round of deals. I said this before, Jeff Bezos, people want him to buy a team. They want to buy a team like the Washington Commanders. Well, he bought a, he bought a day and now he's bought almost a, another day. So he bought Thursday. He owns Thursday. 
in terms of the NFL. He doesn't need to own a team and he's going to own Black Friday. So it's a masterful move by Amazon. Again, they're going to make so much money being on Black Friday with the business that they're in, their primary business compared to the NFL. And that is out there. Again, Amazon, a much bigger company than the NFL, taking over Black Friday in the combination of football and Amazon is going to be a combination that's going to almost too big to fail. So just a note there, Amazon announcing a Black Friday game next year. And if it's announced next year, it's going to happen year after year after year. We've gone from no Thursday football beyond Thanksgiving to Thursday night football to now we have uh, Black Friday football. And again, once it happens, it's not going away, right? It is not going away. It's never going to stop. You know, when we say it's going to happen next year, that means it's going to happen every year after that. Any kind of money-making move by the NFL that works, you know it's going to work. It's going to go forever. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports. Follow me on Twitter, Andrew Brandt, Instagram, and doing daily reels, Andrew Brandt, too. If you're not getting the newsletter, better jump in, andrew-brent.com, and I have a new app with my uh, Sports Business League to get my daily dose, things like this, every day, andrew-brent.com slash SBL. Thanks to producer Brian Neal, musical producer Sam Brand. You hear his music below us. Thanks to you for listening. Give us a good rating if you would, and share the podcast with a friend. We'd love that. Always interested in your feedback as well. And... Have a great week. We'll see you next week on another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.